Red Channel Condition with Michael. I was enjoying the lockdown. Jonathan. Does the postal service know what porn I look at? And Peter. Trying to steer the conversation away from masturbating. And welcome back to this week's episode of Red Channel Condition. And remember, if you actually end up liking what you hear on this podcast, head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a like, comment, or subscribe. It actually does really help us out. I'm Peter, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Michael and Jonathan. How are you guys doing today? What's up? Hanging tough every day. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Are you guys excited for the new season of Castlevania that is coming around the corner? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh big time. God, yeah. Holy shit. I mean, I love that show. I did not expect uh, Netflix to do such a great job as they have, but I, I'm I'm hooked, and I, I learned about the new season... What is it coming in like May or June or June. something? Or yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, really, really looking forward to that. Yeah, you. I'm. I'm. I can't wait to see what characters come up. You. Know, I hope that we get you. Your know, our boy Grant from uh, Castlevania Three. You. Know, I hope that. Yes, please. Yeah, like that's that's where I'm at. Like the the ride in Castlevania has just been so enjoyable. You know, like the animation is super lush. The yep. combat is crazy. The characters are awesome. Like, yep, yep. like everything mm-hmm. about this rules. So, like, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how they go. You know, the the only problem with the release of Castlevania for me, the wait for the next season, because I'll probably blow through the entire season in like a day. That first weekend, you know, get all the candles and my essential oils ready. <laughs> you know, like, that's it. Now I gotta wait like a couple of more months or or or. Yeah, but in, in fairness, I mean, like, yeah, maybe the seasons are short. Like, I, I think the first one was only, like, a few episodes, like, three or four episodes. The second yeah. one was, like, eight or nine or something like that. But, I mean, it, it, they've been cranking them out. You know, they're, we're not, it's not like Rick and Morty where you have to wait three years for a season. Oh, yeah, right. You know? <laughs> Speaking of good stuff coming down the pipeline pretty soon. So, I, um, I took you up on your whole uh, Invincible thing and i just finished it this this week and i gotta say that really i really did enjoy it so much nice job nice really really did was it everything that john liked about it and everything i liked about it yeah no it was great you know it's so weird it reminds me of like it reminds me of like the justice league cartoon and like maybe a little bit of like almost like a a skosh of Dragon Ball. Like, what if Raditz like was Superman and, <laughs> and like you know, like I love. I thought it was great. I mean, it, it is pretty damn graphic. I gotta say, it is ridiculous, and I enjoyed the hell out of that. But like, holy shit, I was not expecting that. Yeah, uh, I guess we'll do a quick spoiler alert for people. Um, if they haven't seen it, we'll probably be talking about it for a little bit. Maybe jump ahead. Yeah, no, like the the violence is not a joke. They really go extra hard on the blood and guts, and it's shocking, but it's pretty cool, you know, like for real. Yeah. Um, like, did you did you see the uh, the twist happening like at the end or or like what episode seven and eight? So you know, it's so I did. I actually did see the twist from the moment that uh, he tries to teach his son about where he comes from. And the way mm-hmm. the planet is like set up, and you kind of get a glimpse of what their society is like. I'm like fucking bullshit, <laughs> fucking bullshit. They're a go- they're a galactic empire, yeah. and I even called the you know the part where they like basically like went to town on each other. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. I I knew it. I fucking knew it from the second they went into that. I was like, nah, this is bullshit. <laughs> they, they're they're a fucking empire, and they probably like ate their own fucking young <laughs> to get this way. And sure enough, here it's, we are. It's such a great and interesting twist. It's like it's funny because you talked about that Dragon Ball. You like what happens? It really yeah. did remind me of Planet Vegeta, yep. kind of. Isn't that basically how how the Saiyans conquer planets, but on a longer time yep. scale, right? One Saiyan for each planet. Right. Yep. You knew Omni-Man was, was fucked up in the first episode, but yeah. I didn't see that twist happening until, like, a, a couple episodes later. Like, You know, the twist that actually kind of threw me for a loop was when we kind of find out who and what Robot is. Oh, that was great. <clears throat> oh, yes. yeah. You know, that was pretty interesting. But I also, you know, I kind of feel like he's less cool now that I know. Like, <laughs> you know? You didn't want to know that the wizard was just a man behind a curtain. No, I didn't. I didn't want to know that. I kind of preferred him as like a malformed fetus. <laughs> I liked so. him as a goddamn robot. <laughs> That's what I liked. I, I liked him as a I robot. I love the idea that the guy called Robot is actually just an insecure human. Like, it's fucking perfect. Like, it's literally perfect. That thing has so many layers. Mm-hmm. He's hiding behind that emotionless exterior, yeah. but meanwhile, he's just full of emotions. He cares He cares about this woman. Yeah, like, it's just, it's brilliant. I love how many things get subverted by the characters and stuff in this program. I love it. What are your thoughts about Amber? Uh, who, who the fuck was that? Which one was that? A- Am- Amber, Amber is the girlfriend to Mark, or Invincible. Oh, is it the black chick or uh, the black chick? Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. I... I couldn't. I couldn't stand her. Yeah, she sucked. Really? Okay, I'm not the only one. Yeah, fuck I, her. Like she's like, oh, you're a superhero. I already knew. Fuck you. You're a jerk off for missing my dinner party. Like fuck you, bitch. Like, <laughs> can, yeah. can you imagine the level of selfishness it takes yeah. for a person to go? Yeah, I know you were saving um, a, a school her. bus full of kids, but no, you missed my dinner party. <laughs> fuck her, man. <laughs> you sucks. lied to me. And then she comes back, just walks right back into his life without asking for permission at the end of it. Like, hey, like I saw you almost die for trying to save this planet. I guess we're cool now. I, I don't know. Yeah, no. I'm going to vote no. Like, I want <laughs> wow. him to throw her into space. <laughs> like, that's a level. That's a level of selfishness that just can't stand. I mean, like, yeah, but like, it's perfect for you being like a high school teenager. Like, it's like exactly right. Like, and this. You, I just, I appreciated that because that is exactly what would happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, you, you know what? Uh, now that you bring it up, I guess you're, you are, yeah, you're, you're right. They're, they're behaving like teens, and, and I should expect that. But still, he should throw, in that case, he should definitely throw her to the moon because that's what teens would do. <laughs> I would like to break the sound barrier, like, with her. And, like, that's also how she was in the comic. Which you know, again, you know, I appreciated it. You know, it, they did a, a a palette swap with her in the comic, like you. Know, so she's not a a black woman in the comic. She's a white lady, you know, a young white woman. But like this, all right. I mean, like, like this is how the this is how great. the character is, and the character is exactly what you would expect. Can like, can I ask you guys a question about a particular scene? And again, you know, spoilers for people who haven't watched the show. So go ahead and fast forward, you know, ten minutes ahead. But um. Kind of linking two of the things we had mentioned earlier, Castlevania and, and Invincible. Did you guys get uh, like that uh, in season two of Castlevania when we see Alucard fight Dracula and he's beating the shit out of his own son and like mm-hmm. kind of has that moment 
where he's like, what am I doing? Like, I very much played, like, not in a bad way, but it really took me back there when Omni-Man was was removing the teeth from Invincible. (laughs) Um, Did any of you guys, like, feel that way? Or did it, like, because it really struck that same note for me. Or, but not in a, not in a, oh, they're doing the same thing kind of way, but in a, in a, you know, a powerful emotional contact kind of way. Did anybody feel the same way or no? No, I didn't really feel like that. I, I, no, I, I, I actually didn't even think about um, Castlevania at all. I was completely in in that moment, just absolutely enjoying uh, watching Omni Man put Invincible in a blender. Like, <laughs> I, was, uh, I think I actually cheered when um, when the teeth fell out. Amazing. You know, like he's really not that invincible. And I, I don't understand how the power scaling works in this universe where, you know, he's like moving asteroids and I guess tanking punches from from his dad that can level universes. But then those robot cyborgs also give him a hard time. Yeah. So I, I, like, I don't understand that. Like, is do they ever kind of get that straightened out in the comics? Genre? Well, I mean, in fairness, I mean, didn't, you know, Metallo gave Superman a hard time. Yeah, that's because he had kryptonite in his body. <laughs> I mean, even before he pulled out his kryptonite dick. Really? Like, he could punch Metallo through, like, 15 planets, and Metallo would just get up and be like, I didn't feel it. Wow. You know? Yeah, they, they, do, they do get into that as the comic progresses, so, you know, there is a good reason nice. for that. So I'm sure that they'll address that in the show, too. Okay. All right. Cool. See, like, that's, that's the kind of, like forward-thinking writing I, I would like explained at some point all right well, robert kirkman i guess you know he's he, he's he's got his shit together then read the comic read the comic people you know, people that are out there listening if you haven't read this comic you should read the comic it's really fucking good it's it's complete you do it you guys should read the comic read the comic mike read the comic peter oh, oh fuck that i'll wait for season two <laughs> <laughs> well read the book i'll just watch the yeah movie. i'll watch the movie I'll read the Cliffs Notes. How about that? <laughs> it was very good. Very good. I'm looking forward to I'm sure they're going to make a season two. So it's It's been renewed for two and three. Yes. Oh, really? Oh, excellent. You know, we are, we are living in the... Uh, I, don't want, I don't know if it's the golden age, but it, it's definitely some kind of revival for, for animation or for TV entertainment just in general. Well, I think th- I think there's a reason for why that is. I mean, it's like it's people like us who grew up watching cartoons who just couldn't let it go, who are still talking about Optimus Prime and Lion-O. And, <laughs> you know, and, and, and now yeah. the, we're adults with who have jobs and spend money. So, the, you know, these networks are realizing, oh, shit, they'll still watch cartoons, just put sex and blood in it, and we're good. <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong. <laughs> no, they aren't. They're not wrong. They're not wrong. Yeah, no, this is a wonderful time for for animation. You know, especially you know we're in the age of peak TV, so for animation to come to the uh, come for the ride is great. You know, and like right mm-hmm. now they're getting you, know, it's like prestige, right? So like you know they're making like high end you know, adult cartoons, like the kind of shit that you you would hope that they would make on like something like HBO or Showtime, and like you'd wake up at midnight and maybe get a chance to watch it if you had cable. But now every network has a number of these things, you know, and they're just, they're cranking them out and, you know, they have entire networks dedicated to producing them, right? Like, you know, they used to have a DC 
unlimited network or whatever, the DC streaming network, and you, mm-hmm. you they they're reviving you, uh, Justice League. You're reviving uh, Young Justice. Wait, they were reviving Justice League? Tell no, no, no. More. I meant no. I meant to say that they were reviving Young Justice. Oh, okay. okay yeah, okay. it's a good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good animation too. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, Young Justice. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm loving it. I'm, I'm loving that you know cartoons get to come along for the ride. Like this is this is the dream of anyone that watched Liquid Television on M- on MTV you know back in the day. Like this is the dream of mm-hmm. anyone that grew up watching Adult Swim. Like, like this is it. I'm just glad that people are making cartoons now with I guess some respect or appreciation for the genre. Like we're not getting. Uh, like the mist colors that used to happen all the time for kids' cartoons, where like Thundercracker would be painted like Starscream, <laughs> things like that, or characters just don't phase in and out of continuity depending on the episode. There's like actual storylines now. There's a writing team behind all of this. It's not just a toy push, even though it clearly is a toy push. <laughs> yeah, but the toy push has evolved, you know, to, in- to encompass writing and and all that stuff that we we've come to know. Yeah. Uh, w- what are these things now like? Like some of the the Castlevania toys are now models, and they went from like like five bucks, seven bucks back in the day to to like twenty and fifty mm-hmm. on the lower end now. Well, you know that's that's like that's like uh, Peter was saying. You know, like we're the people with the money. You know, we're not letting it go. So you know, they basically just upscaled these things, and you know, move it, you move it on down the line, like. And, and they know we'll spend it on stupid books. No, I, yeah. <laughs> I keep throwing my money at the screen. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I am. I am part of the problem. Well, shut up and take my money. Dot gif, or dot yeah. gif, as as the streets no, would say. No, it's gif. Damn it. I mean, I think it's gif, but you know, you know, there there are some some people out there that would believe otherwise, even though they're wrong. Ignorant people. <laughs> yeah, those are called COVID deniers. What? <laughs> All right. No, this is this is a golden era. Yeah. Real. Yeah, yeah, no, it totally is a golden era for for cartoons, especially you know superhero stuff and even video games and and things like that. Like again, like this is the demographic though now that they're they're pandering to because mm-hmm. we finally have money. I'm going to be sad when the ride's over. I don't know if the ride really will be. There's always going to be nerds, and nerds are always going to be attracted to this kind of stuff. And and the way the world is going, being so you know technology driven, I think nerds are going to be money makers for years and years and years to come. So I mean, we saw the revival of some of the Transformers G1 stuff like uh, on Netflix. Um, we saw the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles kind of coming back a little bit with the movies and and also new shows. But, you know, that wave of 90s or 80s nostalgia, it's probably at some point going to give way for, uh, what, like the 2000s and 2010s. And, and I'm going to be sad about that because then we're going to be talking about shit that I have no idea what the hell is going you know, on. Yeah, maybe. I mean, and I think there's always room for new, new intellectual properties for sure. But I, I also think that, the, you know, I mean, take a look at things like, you know, Batman. You know, Batman was starting, what, 39? You know, and, oh yeah, well, Batman is timeless. And, well, yeah, yeah but I mean, if, if we're, we're talking. This went from you know the uh, little Mickey Mouse comic book to to Adam mm-hmm. West doing his Bat Tusi dance, and <laughs> you know, and then Michael Keaton, and then you know, I mean, how yeah. insanely cool has Batman you know become since the Adam West days? Like, if if they oh, evolve yeah. the intellectual properties right, you know, I think these things could be with us for a very long time. Yeah, they will. They will stick around. 
you know, there's there's no reason why any of these things have to just be gone if they keep them you know, fresh with the times. Right. If you if you reinvent them and and you know you know make them more dynamic and and more layered, then there's no reason why they can't continue. I think. I I certainly hope so because you know the the year is now what the year is now 2060 and we have we're going to like our VR movies and we're watching Batman's parents get killed again, you know, for the 30th time in, in, in a movie. That'll be something. Wait, how but, did his parents get killed? I don't get it. <laughs> but like, you might be, Damn it. no, but like you might be able to smell Martha Wayne though. Like that's like super revolutionary. Yeah. I'm sold. I'm sold. Okay. I want to feel those pearls like fall onto my face. <laughs> that's what I want. That's what I want. And speaking of revived intellectual properties, I know we, we, we spoke a little bit about this on one of our previous episodes, but I, did you guys get a chance to watch the Mortal Kombat movie? Yes. I don't know. I, I, need, I, need, I, need, yeah, I need to know what you guys think about this. My thing with the Mortal Kombat movie, you know, uh, Mortal Kombat 2021 or whatever, I kind of appreciate that it knew that it was, you know, like, it's like a joke type of movie right like it knew that it was and i kind of appreciated that it leaned into that like so they they really dove into you know like mortal Kombat lore you know they made you know completely original character i know that's like a spoiler but like you know i don't care right so like you completely original character so that they in service to advance this plot right and you know Hey, I mean, it knew that you know, it's a movie based on you know, a fighting game where you know, you have you know, Japanese but also Chinese ninjas for some reason, and like mm. you know they shoot you know, like they shoot uh, spears and they have magical Mortal Kombat powers, which they even figured out a way to explain, which was just like I said, like the fact that they they thought what did they call about, it? You're like your Arcana or something. Yeah, like your Arcana. Like <laughs> yeah. the fact that they yeah. thought about like how ridiculous this is, and they were like, we should have a reason this happens, and like the fact that they decided to do this, you know, I appreciated this. The one thing that I thought the entire time I was watching this movie and you know laughing at it, you know, sometimes you know ironically because it was you know some of these things were like hilariously bad, but other parts were actually pretty legit. The one thing I mm-hmm. thought was that, man, I wish that they made another Street Fighter movie and they, like, leaned into it like this. Wow. Yeah. You, I wish they cared about Street Fighter the way that clearly the people that made this cared about Mortal Kombat and expanding a threadbare concept to be worth making a movie out of and, like, having it not be absolute and total shit. Just, like, kind of shit. Well, Capcom is allergic to money. Mike, what did you think of the Mortal Kombat uh 2021 version it started off really strong for me mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it opened up in ancient japan and you know we get to see how scorpion became scorpion and and why he has so much beef with uh with the sub-zero clan so that was very interesting and then as soon as we jumped into modern times that's when it started to lose me a little bit right the introduction of this new character i know why he's in it a lot of people have complained about cole and why he's in the movie but I thought that's when it started to go downhill. And and the way that the characters interacted with Raiden is really weird from my uh, from you know what I know about the game, right? Because you know, Raiden's this thunder god. And you know, there's generally a lot of reverence for him and even some fear from the guys in Outworld, like the evil guys. Like they don't want to fuck with Raiden for no reason. Mm-hmm. 
But here in this movie, they constantly like they walk into his home, you know, and like start fighting his people, breaking the rules of Mortal Kombat, right? You're not supposed to be able to attack outside. There should be repercussions. I was expecting Raiden to step up and do something, and he does absolutely nothing. Yeah. You know, like, like what the hell is this? Like, the entire movie is people failing at their jobs. <laughs> and no, no. <laughs> my my wife and I were watching this, and that's what we came with. Like, everyone fails at their job. Okay, so we have Jax trying to find Cole because he's the chosen one for some reason, whatever. But he sucks at his job, and he finds them late. So he gets his arms ripped off. Liu Kang, his entire job is to find other people with this arcana so that he can get gather them together and train for Mortal Kombat. He doesn't find them. They find him. And he hasn't gone anywhere to look for anyone. He's just walking around in the desert while they're in the middle of, like, Detroit. <laughs> he failed at his job. <laughs> w- what is it? Sub-Zero is supposed to kill uh scorpion in the past but he leaves his kid alone like he misses the kid so he failed at his job which is why we have cole like everyone fails at their job raiden fails at his job at doing the bare minimum of protecting his people all right wait, wait. Expl- ah, explain this to on. me explain this and and, and i kind of want the game version of the lore because if i'm not mistaken i mean raiden is a playable character who competes in the tournament in pretty much every one of these fucking games and yet in the in the uh, i guess original movie from the 90s and this version you know he's this kind of he, he's a god who's not supposed to interfere unless there's you know certain circumstances and and whatnot and like wh- where does that come from really because my understanding of raiden was that he was a fighter in the tournaments and and the movies kind of make him out to be this kind of like guardian guy who makes sure the rules are observed and they allude to other gods who just don't even want to fucking bother even though mm-hmm. the fate of Earth and their their own realm is at stake. So, um, number one, do you have an answer for that? Like, or, or does anyone have an answer for that in terms of why Raiden is a, a, a participant in the games and somehow in the movies he's not? In the game, I remember he, like, gives up his immortality, I think, and to become a fighter. I think that's, like, what, Mortal Kombat 1 or, mm-hmm. or 2? I think he, he does that. Oh, okay. So he's not actually yeah. a god in the games anymore. Well, in one and two, I think in the later ones, he is a god, but it's not about Mortal Kombat. Okay. Like, okay. the storyline's completely different than just the tournament. Yeah. I think. Like, the, the new games, you know, follow the movie, like, actually pretty, you know, pretty close. So, you know, it's about, you know, the, the tournament is to protect the Earth, and, you know, he participates, like, he oversees the tournament up until, you know, like, shit gets really, really real. Like, so... You know, I think like the latest Mortal Kombat or something like, or the one before the latest one, Mortal Kombat 10 or whatever, you know, so the tournaments come down to its last instance and, you know, if they don't do it, then if they don't win, then the earth is destroyed, kind of like the way the movie is. And so, you know, Raiden has to step off the, the mountain and decide to fight, you know, and then in the next movie, I think there's like, or the next game, there's like evil Raiden or something like that. That's the lore, I guess. Okay. Okay. I, I I guess I'm I'm more in line with with Mike with Mike on this one where I was really really with this movie for about the first thirty minutes and I I enjoyed the opening sequence you know the 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 Japanese and the Chinese warriors fighting and and them kind of explaining where the magic powers come from 
And the fact that they kind of twist it and like Scorpion's actually the good guy and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I like that they tried to sort of make Kano a good guy that, you know, turns bad or, you know, not not necessarily. He is the best part of that movie. He is the best part of that movie. He's that funny. Kano? He's entertaining. <laughs> And, and and I think the movie, for those first 30 minutes that I enjoyed it, very, very, very much reminded me of the 90s movie that I actually think is a good movie. The second one was atrociously bad, but, you know, mm-hmm. the 90s movie was a movie that knew it was based on a video game with a very loose plot and kind of had fun with it and turned it into a fun story with a fun soundtrack and, and you know... You know, you had Christopher Lampere playing Raiden. And I, I thought that they kind of recaptured that magic for the first 30 minutes of of the new interpretation. And then as the movie dragged on and they tried to actually explain more things, I thought they did a piss poor job of it. And it just kind of got more convoluted and stupid. And it just kind of dragged for me. And ultimately, I thought it was shit. Wow. Like, what would you give it at the end? Like, as an overall rating? Overall rating. Uh, probably like out of ten, I'd probably give it a five. John, you know, I'll I'll give it I'll give it a six. You know, like it wasn't it wasn't amazing, but I think I feel like I give it that that credit for actually trying. Like, well, maybe not so much trying, but like you know, leaning into the fact that it is in fact a movie about you know, a a fighting game franchise that <laughs> has in, inane lore. You. Know, and has fun with it. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's fair. Um, I I would have given given it a six as well, like six out of ten as well. Like, if they actually had the original theme song of Mortal Kombat, that would have that would have bumped it up to a seven for me. <laughs> can can you explain can... Kung Lao to me? Can you explain why it's not actually Kung Lao and it's some guy named Kung Lao who's like the descendant of Kung Lao? Like, can we? Can you explain what? that? No, that 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 guy's Kung Lao. No, he's no, not. He's this, he's no, he's not. He's, not Kung Lao? he's a descendant of Kung Lao, Kung Lao who's oh, also yeah, named right, Kung yeah. Lao. <laughs> well, it, isn't that because like Kung Lao is like way in the past, and yes. you can't have Liu yes. Kang and yeah. Kung Lao together? So really? you might. Yeah. So you should just have Liu Kang. Yeah, but like then you won't get like the crazy Captain America. Hat. Yeah, you don't get the hat, right? <laughs> like you need the hat. I mean, by the way, Kung Lao as a character was much better than the guy who played Liu Kang. Yes, she, yes, yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, that doesn't really say a lot, though. And again, I'm gonna go back to Raiden, I think Christopher Lambert did a much better yes. job Oh my god, yes. at Raiden than, I don't know, this other guy. Wasn't the dude playing Shang Tsung, um, the dude from uh, Dark Knight, uh, the guy, yes. the, the Asian dude who turns yes. off the camera? Yes, <laughs> yes, the, the guy who got expatriated. Yes, from China? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think we will have a Mortal Kombat, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> and this Sang-Shung wasn't that great. No, he sucked. He does not have the presence for yeah, it. Yeah, the OG Shang Tsung was Jesus. Definitely. Work on the casting a little bit and, and the music. You got to put in the, the you got to yeah, put the in soundtrack the was not there for this movie for me. No, it really wasn't. But th- there were a lot of Easter eggs. I'm sure you guys caught it, right? Where I think Kano was was fighting Liu Kang trying to explore their arcana or unlock it. And Liu Kang kept on sweeping. Yes. Uh, Kane off his feet. And no, that was basically, that's how you fought. That's how you played Mortal yeah. Kombat back in the Original day. game AI. So I appreciate a lot of it. This was clearly made by people who do appreciate the the lore and, and, and the game itself. So 
Oh, I, I'm I'm hoping they drop the character Cole and they tighten up the casting. But other than that, decent enough for at least a for a sequel. They will they will probably put Cole into the game, and you know it'll it'll work out because you know it doesn't matter what you what characters get put into Mortal Kombat. Also, I'm I can't accept any slander against you, uh, Lucane in this movie. You know, Lucane was played by the guy that played Zack in the Power Rangers reboot movie. You know, I will accept zero slander. Um, wait, 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 it wasn't Zack the Black Power Ranger? He was, but not in the 2017 Power Rangers movie. But, uh, that movie sucked. <laughs> no, the Power Rangers movie was... <laughs> no, I mean yeah, Mortal yeah. Kombat. Mortal Kombat sucked. Okay, now I'll, I'll allow that. I don't know. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't go that Yeah, way. I would. But... <laughs> <laughs> so you, what, you're not going to uh, catch that sequel? That's oh, no, I'll watch, I'll watch the shit out of that shit. I mean, yeah. if, I watch this, if I watch the sequel to the original Mortal Kombat movie... I mean, <laughs> okay. I, 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 yeah, exactly. Right. What what I hope is that they lean even more into like the ridiculous Mortal Kombat things, right? Like in this movie, you know, like they clearly had people doing you know, Mortal Kombat things, like you know, Kano kills a guy and goes Kano wins. You know, mm-hmm. somebody you know, I think uh, Liu Kang was literally like fatality. That's the kind of shit that I want to see. I want to see the Toasty Man appear in the sequel and for him to just <laughs> say yeah, like that's what I want. <laughs> you. Know, some jerk off said flawless victory. I remember yes. that. You know, that that's that's the kind of shit that I appreciate. Well, you know, speaking about ridiculously overpowered augmented humans and things like that. What you know, it's so funny. George Carlin in the nineties referred to pilots in the military as Nintendo pilots, right? Because I guess, you know, things were getting you know, we were getting more sophisticated scanning technology and, and, and automated defense systems and you know, now we're using drones, and we, the government's developing particle weapons, and 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 <laughs> I even read recently we're uh, developing like a, a fucking jetpack for for you know aquatic siege and things like that. What do you guys think the the shape of warfare is is What do you guys think about the the shape that warfare is taking in the modern world? And is there really a difference between Call of Duty Modern Warfare and actual Modern Warfare? Like, what what do you what do you make of this? At some point, right? You know, war is the same where it's basically poor people get the shaft and the rich and powerful get what they want. Certainly, the the changing face of it. You know, going back to your George Carlin quote. You know, isn't that basically what drone pilots are now? Well, that's that's what I'm saying. And but do you, do you think that this kind of changes the kind of prestigiousness of being a warrior? You know what I mean? Like, you know, back in Roman times, you actually had to, like, wield a sword and be good with it and cut people's heads off in front of their children and, like, rape their wives and, like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) you had to actually be there and and do things and be good. And, like, now you can sit in a basement, you know, in West Bumblefuck and and blow up (laughs) halfway across the world. Like, where's the honor in that? God damn. (laughs) 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 Ah, Amazing. Where where's the honor in that? Where's where's this where's the skill? Where's the pride? Where's the you know and, and what what does that mean going forward? Like are we just gonna sit in our basements playing video games against each other and that's the that's the face of war now? And and I don't know. Like something about it just seems kinda off to me. 
I mean, if we could, if we could trade, uh, if we could trade robot lives in, in, in instead of human lives, I guess you no, know, that's uh, all in all a, a net positive. That was always you know the the end game, really. You know, people trying you know, especially in you know, wars for you because know, uh, at the end of the day, all wars are always for you know, uh, scarce resources and stuff like that. Whether it's you know, like stuff or money or people or water or whatever the fuck, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, or some or some minerals, you know, some other kind of thing. The end game was always going to be, all right, like, how can we minimize our exposure to, you know, loss of life and maximize the enemy's exposure to loss of life? It was always going to be mm-hmm. that, right? There were always going to be drones. There was always going to be, bomb, you know, planes that could drop a bunch of bombs instead of a bunch of planes that drop one bomb. Like, it was always going to be that. So, you know... Yeah. Well, okay, I... okay, but yeah, but like, doesn't it, does this not in some way kind of you know, and not to glorify war? That's not that's not the purpose of the argument I'm making. But doesn't this kind of not only cheapen and denigrate the 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 purpose of war, but also um, kind of kind of make it even more cyclical? It's like, all right, well, you know, you beat us in this round of Counter Strike. Let's load up the server again and and try. You know what I mean? Like, there used to be consequences for war. Like, the, the loss of life is what made war unpalatable, and that's what made countries surrender. You know, if it's just my drones beating your drones, like, <laughs> what the fuck is the point of this? Could be pretty interesting, right? Like, okay, so imagine you're like Afghanistan 2.0, right? So you know we got like U.S. soldiers flying in on jetpacks and hang glider parachutes and and drones and robotic dogs that can like hunter kill. Like, if you're just a dude, you know, with with uh, with a cave and 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 some and some rifles, you're probably be like, yeah, but we could always we could always beat those guys. Like, I'm not talking about you know our drones versus some jerk off in a cave with a stick of dynamite. Like, I you know, like what 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 would happen if you know we went toe to toe with a with another country that actually had you know weapons on par with us? Like, then how does that play be, out? Who could build more? Like, who could build more and faster? Right? Like, who has the better stuff? Because you're gonna send your robots, you're gonna send your stuff, and if you don't have good stuff, then you're going to lose that stuff. And then those people are going to take what they want. And if you're going to start throwing real lives at it, no one wants to go and shoot a robot only to get shot and actually die. Well, that robot just goes to repair bit. It, ju- it just seems to me that there are so much, there are so many better things we could be doing. If we're at the point of technology where we can fight entire wars autonomously with, with drones and robots and lasers and AI and this stuff... Do we really need to spend all that effort, energy, and and talent um, blowing the shit out of each other, or couldn't we do, be doing something much better with this technology? Oh, sure, we could. We could, and of course, we could do something better. But will we? You know, how, you know, there's a lot of lot of you know, big business being done. You know, based on that. You know, it's and it's a lot easier to explain to you know, the investors and such that you know, we got to keep blowing up these people. We got to keep you. Know, you know, because otherwise you know, our freedom will be you know, jeopardized right you know, if we don't keep you know, nuking you know, all you know, people across the globe or sending drones into you know, uh, some insurgents basement yeah, or something they'll, like they'll that keep sending facebook posts right. against us i know yeah, yeah. Well, so, a, a lot of a lot of the development we enjoy even now comes from you know uh, our, our like military offshoots so it seems stupid is my point it just seems stupid 
all that human development is basically built off of some aspect of war, either preparing for it or preventing it um, by having a bigger military so that you shouldn't engage in war with us. And it's just so natural. Like, I don't think technology itself is going to change that. Probably just change the way we do it. It's, it's, you know, once again, it's one of those things where, like, it's not that it's not stupid, because, like, it is, right? It's more that, you know, who's going to be the first person to voluntarily start the revolution where we change, you know, that we don't need to, we don't need to, you know, who's going to disarm first? You right. Who's who's gonna well, who's gonna no be one. the first? Right. It's very easy for people to be like, you know, war is bad because it is. It's very easy to be like, you know, we shouldn't be, you know, spending all this money to, you know, conduct war and like needlessly ruin lives and stuff like that because it is easy. You know, it, and it is you. Know, but it's getting easier. Like there yeah, used to. Of course that's, that's what I'm saying. It's getting easier. So there's less of a deterrent. Like people used to say, like, all right, well, let's not go to war. Let's not kill entire generations of our of our country. You know, for some shit. Even though, or or, or let's do it because it's that important. Mm-hmm. Now it's so easy that we, you know I could potentially see us doing this for things that are 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 relatively trivial in the grand scheme. I mean, yeah, you're, it's, mm-hmm. again, yeah. You, you are, you are right, you know, but, you know, who's, and that's why we don't have a draft. Yeah, time. like, who's gonna, who's, who is going to start the revolution? <laughs> who's gonna do it? You know, because, like, it got a little too real when, like, actual people and in, in general were, were being forced to go to war, right? Like, as we found out in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. It got a little too real right, here, right? So you know we're not going to have a we're we're not going to have any any drafts where it's an all volunteer army. People who want to go go like that's that's exactly the case, right? Like people who pay that price are usually people who we don't really need to think about. But you don't even have to go to war anymore. Like I can I can download an app from <laughs> you know the U.S. government dot whatever. And now I can bomb people in any country I choose, as long as they don't have the same technology I do. I, I guess that might be a, a an update for the new App Store. <laughs> <laughs> new Apple I bomb. <laughs> That's crazy. Like people, people say we spend a lot on the military, but yeah, I mean, if if we don't do it, then someone else will, and. Well, is that really true? Because I mean, you know, yeah, our dude. no, I don't know about that. Because you know, our our U.S. Yeah, military dude. budget is what is it? It's more than the next ten countries' biggest ones combined. So mm-hmm. is that, is like it really true? Like, I mean, the the U.S. enjoys what the the only true blue navy, pretty much on on the planet. Um, and without us, yeah, like watch out, watch out for for rampant Chinese expansion. You know, like, should we get involved or no, that's another debate, right? But the inability for for China to just continually expand is pretty much just us, well, sailing our Pacific fleet through their waters or through contested waters. I mean, Taiwan's really glad, you know, that, that we have a Navy for yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm not um, I'm not saying that we should, you know disband the navy or or whatever even even not incorporate these technologies into our you know our our armed forces i'm just saying it's making it easier to wage war and it's making it that there's less of a cost for us to do so so we would be less reluctant to get into conflicts in the future oh for sure and that's that's what i'm saying is the problem yeah. how do you how do you make it harder I mean, there would have to be an actual price to be paid for war, and it sounds like the only real price nowadays is just money. 
instead of lives and mm. and actual like loss of culture. Like, I mean, that was the ultimate fear of war is like if you lose a war, you risk having your culture annihilated. And, it, you know, I guess that's tr- still true if you're on if you're fighting America. But if you're if you're America <laughs> fighting, you know, we're not really sending our kids to die. There aren't going to be people in the streets being like you're a baby killer necessarily or you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. yeah i mean well there you said money and and you know next to lives that is the most important thing i mean it actually depending on who you ask you know uh, everyone is reduced to a digit so i mean if you are actually looking at military casualties like lives make the news but probably it, it's it's the amount of dollars per soldier that it costs to retrain and re-up um that uh that really matters administratively so you still got that ongoing cost you're just making it more efficient i just i just feel like if we can make lasers and and jetpacks then you know we could be doing so many other better things with our time other than you know blowing up caves you are you are not (laughs) wrong and you i i hope that some i hope that somebody who has the ability to you make some you some kind of you social economic change or something like that you will you will be the person that gets the world to you align itself under that you if the world collectively at the same time will feel that way that you we can all be doing so much more instead of you having war or something like that then i'm sure that everyone will can't we all just get along eternal evergreen question i mean It's such an it's such a nice sentiment. It's just so impossible. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll blow up some aliens. That'll be the future. Can't, yeah, can't we all yes, join the same we server? Need. Well, that's we what they're preparing us for with the space force. They're like, oh, there's threats out there. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? We haven't even found a well, fucking I... microbe yet, and yet they're talking about building like spaceships with lasers. The the threat out there is basically down here. It just hasn't gotten up there well, yet. That's right, though. It's the Spice Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, staying perhaps within the technology sector, didn't you guys have a, a, a specific technology segment that you wanted to mention? A, a, perhaps a rivalry brewing in the in the video game industry? Speaking of war, these two companies go into war. The Epic and Apple, Epic and Sony, Epic and versus everyone. Yeah. Tell me what's going on with that. I, I just came across this um, article today. It's part of the exchanges between Sony uh, Sony and Epic Games, right? We know Sony as a, as a company is basically very... I, I kind of picture them like Apple in some ways. They're very insular. Um, they want to keep everything within its own ecosystem. They don't like to enable cross-play between other, other consoles. So what that means is, you know, if you have a PlayStation and you're playing a game, you can only play with people who have that or playing that same game on the same system. Whereas if you were, you know, like Microsoft uh, and the Xbox, for example, you could play that same game, but you could also play against people who are on the PC uh, or in, in some limited capacity, probably even Nintendo. There's this email leak uh, from Epic Games, who is the maker of Fortnite, one of the largest first-person shooters out right now. And this email is basically saying Epic is like, hey, we're the number one game. You need to let us enable cross-play so that people on, on the Sony PlayStation can also play with people 
with the Microsoft Xbox. And Sony is basically like, no, like we're, we're, we, we aren't interested in, in it because we don't see any profit in it. Like what's in it for us, basically. Yeah. What, what do you think the, the, the gaming industry or what do you think these companies should do? Should they, should they enable the crossplay or should they be solely profit motive here? I mean, as a, as a consumer, like it's, yeah, I mean, of course, right? Because like, just because you have a PlayStation and you know I have an Xbox, then we couldn't play together, and you know that kind of sucks. So just just from a consumer friendly, open, open platform, you know these are one of the things that are that are definitely something Sony should do. But you know, it's their walled garden, I guess. You know? And fuck that shit. The the dream of of people, you know, back in you. Know, the day when people were developing you know, netplay with you you know, on a computer you know, across you know, multi-user dungeons and shit like that you know, on your apple your your old apple your old ibm pc or your tandy or some shit like that and then you know, on into the 90s with you 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 know, across pcs and shit like that like they never thought you know, nobody that was really out there in those streets nobody that was ever out there developing games in a garage nobody who really truly loved games would ever you know, support the idea that this game is only compatible with this network crossplay mm-hmm. is 100 percent you know what needs to happen and i think it would be best for business too right i know for sure that i have deliberately not purchased games because they don't support crossplay you know like i won't like if somebody else will give me the option to play across platforms for example like if i know that the playstation version of a game will play with the pc version of it so i can play you know, with you guys right then I'm buying that version instead of, you know, some other version that doesn't afford that ability. Like, literally, I won't do it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, I don't, I don't give a fuck about, you know, how many, you know, like, dudes with MBAs, you know, fucking suits, you sitting there, you know, counting, you know, on the abacus trying to figure out, well, you know, it is, it is our walled garden. We should be protecting that revenue and stuff like that. You know, I don't care about that. Like, this is, this is 2021. There's already, you know, crossplay is already established as a thing that happens. And you fairly common, you it's fairly commonplace among you many games, right? So it's time to you know stop playing games. It's time to allow this. Stop well, it. Well, wouldn't wouldn't you think that some of these grievances would be addressed in the licensing contracts? Like if I'm if I if I'm a third party developer, you know, and I say, okay, yeah, I'm happy to to sell my game or or make it for the PlayStation, whatever, but. One of the stipulations of selling that game on the PlayStation is it has to be compatible for crossplay. Is that not a thing, or or, or do I they mean, not have the power to do that? I, I'm just asking, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's. I think it's the exactly. latter. I mean, I, I don't I don't know how many game developers can can really afford to just lose Sony as a uh, as a platform, mm-hmm. the PlayStation as a platform. But it's not even negotiable, like, you know, like, oh, we'll support crossplay if, you know, but we'll, you know, license the game to you for less money or I'm sh- I'm what, sh- what, what, there's no wiggle room here. Like, I'm sure it's negotiable and I'm sure it depends on the scope or the size of the game. Like something like Fortnite probably has more clout to, you know, Epic probably has more clout to do something like that than say some random indie game or something like that. Like, you know, Enter the mm-hmm. Gungeon doesn't get to... To do that, I guess uh, Tango Works you know, doesn't get to do that. Epic can, you know, if they want to. And and they told Epic to pound Sam. They did. So like, big as Epic is, and as much money as they have to throw around, and and as big as their game, 
in in this leaked email like sony was basically like yeah we haven't seen proof that a big game has is any benefit to us once we enable cross cross playability sony um, made a, a galaxy brain move there you know they were basically like well the numbers say this and that's you know that's kind of what my my beef is like this is a this to me is about more than numbers gaming was not about that gaming used to not be about that Gaming is about mm -hmm. playing games. Gaming is about you know sharing experiences, couches, screens, you know, yep. you know, networks with each other, you know, you know, with your friends, with your family. You know, like, you know, could you imagine how many you know, uh, fun times we couldn't have or whatever if there was some sort of like weird you know, oh well you, know, uh, the numbers say that you know, uh, Mario three is like less good with two players than with one player, so we're just gonna make it a completely single player game. There's no battle mode like. You know, like, could you could mm -hmm. you imagine some kind of you know, abacus decision like that? Like, that's that's ludicrous. That's the kind of shit that makes you know, people think that oh, like I'll release Final Fight you know, on Super Nintendo with one player mode. That's that's <laughs> the kind of like idiot decision that leads to that. Right. Well, and doesn't this kind of speak to the? I mean, I, I I'm not going to speak for you guys, but one of my biggest you know grievances with modern games is that you know, companies have kind of thrown entire genres by the wayside because I guess the numbers don't support it. Like, you know, how many first, I mean, how many, like, uh, how many space shooters have come out in the last decade? Or, you know, how many, you know, there, are, everything is like, oh, like, well, we're going to make the new Call of Duty or the, new, you know, whatever. It's, it's all first person shooter and it, it kind of plays the same note for a lot of games that I've dabbled in in, in the modern era. Whereas, you know, I, I suppose there are a lot, you know, there are indie games and stuff out there, but, you know, I don't know. This has been my problem with, with, this is why I'm a retro gamer, because modern games don't appeal to me as much, because they seem very formulaic and generic to me. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, uh, it's, you know, that's what the market likes, you know, the market says that, you know, uh, big first-person shooters and, you know, uh, Battle Royale-style games and, you know, a lot of, you know, you know, mobile games and stuff like that that's what is uh popular amongst the you know a large enough swath of the gaming public you know that you know there's no room for like that you know that space shooter i guess what would now be relegated to you know what they would call a double a game right so like you're not gonna get that yeah. you know that j that japanese role-playing game that's like not final fantasy but isn't like you know some you know, like you know like fuckboy anime shit like you're not getting breath of fire right like Right. They're not making not that getting Suikoden. Right. Like you, you gotta wait for the indies to make a, a homage to Suikoden. Right. Rather right. than getting straight up Suikoden, yes. right? The Yudin Chronicle. That's I mean they fucking I, I mean, but it doesn't that also like I mean look, take a look at that for, for, for one second. Like you know, Konami just didn't make a Suikoden game for fucking fifteen years or some bullshit. You know, and, and the creators started a GoFundMe with a target amount of money that that they raised in a single day because the market is fucking there. It is. It People is. People want those games. It, it, it's. It's not even like market isn't there. Okay, so like a a triple A is what like sixty, eighty million dollars, hundred million dollars to really polish yeah. out and just and, just like, to make it. Forget marketing. So I mean, if you're going to be investing that kind of money to make a triple A game, I guess any devi deviation from I guess like what the market research says puts one immediately whoever's making that decision. His head's on the chopping block. The company's head is probably on the chopping block as well. Um, so there's a lot of, you know, you, you don't want to mess with that, right? And if you're investing that kind of money 
and man hours are you really going to have the extra time to you know kind of spin off a so we get in uh, a game you know again this is my problem though like why do you need every fucking game you make to be a triple a game why can't you be happy putting out a double a game that makes a shitload of money like if you if you made a game and it only cost you 10 million dollars as opposed to 6 million or 60 million and yet mm-hmm. you made you know 50 million dollars off of it as opposed to you you know you spend the 60 million and you make 150 million like doesn't the math overall in the long run kind of still work out for you i guess darren lies the rub though right because you know like we're and i mean and and we're hoping that it's 10 million dollars right to to make a double a game but like often it's not mm-hmm. you know like it might it might cost up to that to make you know, these little uh some of these uh indier games right you know so like that's why you know, there's a lot of indie games, and that's why there's a lot of, you know, the big AAA games, and the things that are in the middle, where, like, it might cost, like, $30, $40 million to make it, and you might sell, you know, less than a million copies, and you can't guarantee that there's going to be, you know, like, cross-platform compatibility, or, you know, anything like that, and they have to compete with those larger titles, you know, they kind of get left by the wayside. It's the same thing that you were saying with, you know, like why don't you know, how come we don't know that we have better ways that we can spend our money like of course we of course like you could be happy making you uh, a double a game you know that would be successful enough you know but you know some dude with an abacus you know, you know that dude with an abacus is more important to the release of games in 2021 than you you or me you know it's it's a shame like also think about like the barrier to entry right so when you have you know a triple a game no one's making a AAA game unless you're already a big player. No dude in his basement is is out churning out AAA games. So you're eliminating a huge amount of competition already just by competing in the AAA game space. And having a AAA game leads to a lot of headlines and anticipation and hype. It's a Halo product for the company. Whereas if you're going to be making a lot of AA games or, or even single A games, other people can start doing it and they might do it better and you're going to have a lot more competition where your margins are a lot thinner you know like do you go for higher margins with less competition or do you go for perhaps smaller margins and less competition that's what that dude is with the abacus is 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 is, is working out and if you're going to go with the smaller margin you know why release it on a console when you can release it you know at a smaller scale on a cell phone now you know something like that yep. And you can actually make more profit overall with that release. There's, there's, there's so many. There's such a confluence of things, you know, that come that conspired and combined into business. You know, there's there's more platforms. There's more screens. There's more games. It costs more money to make them. You know, like just just more, 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 more business. You know, less you know genre diversity on you know mainstream console releases. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine going out? And buying the latest, I don't know, whatever Final Fantasy or or Xeno Gears or um or fan made fan made RPG like, and then playing it on your new 4K 8K television, and not having it look like a AAA game like that that in itself is a disappointing experience. I mean, but yes, you're not going to no. get that I mean... graphic fidelity unless you start dropping in millions of dollars. There's, I mean, but don't you think there's there's definitely a market 
for like not triple A games. I mean, look at us. I mean, we're look we're I'm looking forward to I think you guys are looking forward to, you know, 30XX. That's not Final mm-hmm. Fantasy 16. Mhm. Yeah. Like there's a market for that. People will buy that. People will spend Thirty dollars to to purchase that game. Like I'm one of those people. There's millions others like me. There are there millions. There's money to be made from making these types of things. I I don't know if yeah, there are millions. There millions? Like that's, that's the, the problem. Yeah, there you go. Like, <laughs> that's the problem. You, you you we we don't we don't know. And you know, are you really going to start investing that kind of money? Like the market is there, but it's not just making money. It's how much can you make in how much time? Because the market's there for anything, really. And we, we saw that, like, some of these games, you know, even to recoup their money, they get sold pretty cheap to, you know, entities like, uh, like Epic, right? Like, I wouldn't, I'd be interested in seeing you if they leaked that, you know, what the cost of 20XX was to get the, get it exclusive on Epic Game Store, right? How much did it cost for them to put it up for free, right? Like, some of this stuff was cheap. Yeah. Was it, like, 50000 Some of it was $0, like... Yeah. <laughs> like no one's no one's buying this yeah. shit. You know, so like I don't know. I, I it's not all evil. Um, like like John said, it's it's a confluence of factors. It's it's the decision to either make a game or not make a game now are are so many tiers of analysis. There's a a lot of screens competing for a lot of people's time and a lot of people's money. Like why why buy Castlevania when you can subscribe to Netflix for twelve dollars a month or whatever thirteen dollars a month and watch a whole season of you exciting Castlevania adventure and it costs less than buying a game that may or may not come out that may or may not be good you know that's that's part of the calculus now it, it, it like you know people only have so much free time right so you know, this sucks because you know, I want them to make goddamn Gradius six right like I want you know what I'm saying like I need that. You know, like Life Force Three. Yeah, like for real. Like, like that's what I'm talking about. Like, I want that shit, and I would, I would pay a hundred dollars for that game if they made it. Like, I'd pay, I'd pay whatever it costs. <laughs> yeah, for you're it like one of six people who would probably. Yep. Yeah, that's and that's, that's the problem, problem, right? Yep. Like general chaos. You have no idea the kind of money I would, I, I would pay <laughs> to get a remade general chaos. Mm-hmm. But that's not happening. Like that's why you got to support your indie, your indie, your indie developers. Yep. Like if someone's making out. Making a game that that is in the spirit of of what you're looking yep. for, you, you got to jump in and 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 help them out. Unless it's Mighty Number no. Nine, don't don't get rubbed. Don't don't be that guy. Mm. That was me. Don't be that guy. <laughs> don't be that guy. I was actually looking forward to that until I started seeing the reviews. I w- I waited for that man at a con. I waited for him. Can you imagine if Capcom was the one who who made uh, uh Mighty Number no. Nine but with a Mega Man oh, label Lord. on it? And have it have that kind of flop that would bury the Mega Man franchise forever. You know, like even more than it already is. Like you, you can't kill what's already dead. <laughs> you can't kill what's already dead. They killed our boy. Look what they did to our boy. Too much risk. You know, isn't this where Final Fantasy got its name from? Wasn't SquareSoft like on the verge of bankruptcy until they came up, and that's how it got its name. This was the final push for them to make a good game that people would buy, and then look what happened. Is that actually a thing? I, I thought no it idea. was. I could have sworn that's the origin story for the name Final Fantasy. Yeah, no, it it is. The, that's that's true. You're correct. Wow, they got really lucky. It was a big. It was a huge success. Like, where's your balls, company? Where's your balls? Balls cost money. <laughs> Take a fucking balls. risk. <laughs> balls cost balls money. money. That's right. You know, nowadays, if you want to, you you want to offload your risk, you just make a fucking you know, shitty Kickstarter or something like that. You can put anything there. Yes. 
Yeah, so like start looking for your uh start start looking for the what was it? Like Gradius three? Gradius six, yeah. For for your for your Kickstarter. Like they they straight up bankrolled you know Shenmue three with you know, <laughs> you know, off Kickstarter. Oh, Jesus. You know. you know, like I I get it, you know? Um what the entire uh population that's going to buy thirty XX is probably a rounding error <laughs> for the number of people <laughs> buying Fortnite, so it sucks, but that's that's suck. just it. And Fortnite's free, so like I can't even. Yeah. I don't know. That's the other thing. There's a lot of these uh, free games as a service type games. You know, a lot of you know, casuals that may have otherwise you know, been like, let me see what you know this uh, this random space shooting game or this random you know, like beat 'em up game or whatever it is. You know, you know they're like you. Know, Why should I spend money when I can just download this thing for free? But you were you were saying some some other issues that Epic is 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 off having now with Apple. Like, cause they just, uh, they're just too busy, uh, fighting everyone and and everything. Yeah, you know, this whole this whole lawsuit to begin with started, you know, with Epic versus Apple. You know, Apple banned Epic from the, and and Fortnite from the App Store. You know, because Epic, uh, had you, know, in the Fortnite game, an option to purchase V Bucks, you know, their in-game currency from the game and not from the app store which is what you know, apple wants to do apple wants to control its walled garden they don't want you buying things for your iDevice, not in the mm-hmm. apple store so you know that's what started this beef epic argues that they're looking for you know, a cross wallet play right so like they're basically saying oh you know you should be able to get your v bucks or whatever from you know, one device and you know you can spend it on another device right like if you're going to play, you know, the same Fortnite character, you know, that you're playing with, you know, and growing, you know, the same season, you know, on your PlayStation, you know, you should be able to play it on your Switch and on your iPhone and, you know, on your Android Which I agree phone. with. And, yeah, how consumer friendly. And you should be able to, you know, buy that money on one device and spend that money on another device. It's like allegedly consumer friendly, but, you know, Apple's reasoning for not allowing that is because, you know, kids buy you know, the V-Bucks and stuff like that, right? They don't want you to take daddy's iPhone and spend you $100 for that super awesome, you know, exploding llama or that Chun-Li skin or something <laughs> like that. You know, they don't want you to do Uh-oh, it. Oh, a legitimate reason. You know, and, you know, Epic, of course, decided that, you know, this is against you, player, uh, consumer choice and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, for you law folks out there, you know, this might be a credible uh, argument, you know, in favor of Epic and for, you know, people... You know, thinking about it, I guess from a, a quote to moral standpoint or something like that, you know, people might be, you know, people might believe you know, what Apple is saying. But at the end of the day, it's all about you know, Apple wants to get its sweet money from you know, people buying shit on uh, the Apple Store. Mm-hmm. They want to get their twelve percent or thirty percent or whatever it is, and you know, Epic doesn't want to give it away. So, you know, once again, that almighty dollar. So that's what it always comes down yep. to. But Epic Epic is claiming that uh, Apple holds a monopoly. Do you guys think Apple actually has a monopoly? Like on on what on on app stores? On the app store, yeah, yeah. The iPhone. I mean, they control their own store because it's their store, right? Like that's like saying yeah, Best Buy a fucking ice store. Yeah, that's like saying Best Buy has a monopoly on you know, the on Best Buy, right? Like it's fucking Best Buy. <laughs> <laughs> What are you yeah, talking about? Of course they do. Yeah, like <laughs> competing products are sold in Best Buy. There are other apps in the App Store, right? Like you don't have to, you know, only download you know, whatever Apple app you know, mm-hmm. is there. Like 
Like, these... The funny thing is, like, these battles are fucking dumb because, like, these were resolved, you know, like, 10 million years ago. The reason why there even is things like app stores and stuff like that, because remember they used to bundle software into OSs and, like, they used to be like, oh, like, you can't... You can only use Internet Explorer on Windows. You know, you shouldn't be forced to use yep. Internet Explorer, so you should... Uh, separate the apps from you know the installation of the software right like there's no long like you could get whatever you want you could go in the app store and install mm -hmm. you uh another browser i mean it's microsoft word wants money now like fuck you you know, like you can you know <laughs> app you i you the apple store or whatever you know, open you know, i guess ios has opened itself up and you know, now you can have different default apps if you want to for certain things right i mean android was already mm -hmm. doing that you never had these things so you know, you can install whatever the fuck you want. You know, the, the concept of a store monopoly is just, again, you know, people trying to justify, you know, I want to get all, I want to get 100% of the money that's paid for for V-Bucks, and, you know, I'm not getting it, and I'm big mad about it. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Like, that, that shit, that argument is clown shoes. Wow. You're, you're coming down on the, uh, seemingly on the side of Apple on this. You know, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm I'm just kind of over you know, like you know, bad faith business arguments and stuff like that like especially like y'all like both these entities are rich as hell like these these guys have fucking you know, like James Bond villain money like in their pocket right so like I really don't <laughs> want to hear you know, people complaining like why can't I make more money like you know, like fuck you that's basically where I'm at <laughs> wasn't it just released because um, you know Epic is fighting this battle on so many fronts right. It's uh, on the mobile front. It's it's fighting it's fighting Apple, but on the on the desktop PC side of things, you know their biggest competitor is Steam, and you know they're trying to set up their own app store, uh, basically like Steam, mm -hmm. as well to for for their own games, and they're paying so much money for ex for exclusive releases and and also just literally giving games away for free on their platform to try and grow their uh grow their audience. Do you know how much they um they actually dropped just on offering free games to people? I think it, I I heard that it was a like a nine digit figure, like mil millions of dollars, like mo hundreds hundreds of millions of dollars, you know, that they spent for some of these things. But like, you know, I honestly wouldn't be surprised that they just were like, you know, whatever, you know, I'm spending crazy money on these. That is also how you play these games. You know, that that's how business is conducted these days. So, and you know, here they are a little a, a little bent out of shape on on that app store fee. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, I'm I'm okay with it. Let him let him be mad. You know, it's time be upset. You know, stop complaining about getting rich. Like, just make your make your money. Stop playing. Well, I, I guess I'm just going to struggle to make sense of the modern era of warfare and gaming and gaming warfare, but it looks like that's all the time we have for Red Channel Condition this week. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and if you get a chance, check us out on Twitter, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, and if you're interested in more of our content, check out the Red Channel Condition YouTube channel. For questions, comments, or if you just want to drop us a line, send us an email at redchannelcondition at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. Get easy. Hey, see ya.